Here we go. Praise the Lord. Okay, now, uh, I want to start in Genesis chapter 15. Now, remember, if you watch, if you watch closely here in uh, the scriptures here, if you look at Genesis, Genesis 1 is beginning. I mean, you're going to start somewhere. Well, I just feel comfortable with the evolution of the Big Bang. Right, come on, it's a religion. You've got to figure out where that Big Bang come from. You're going to have the same question. Where did it come from? Wow, electricity. No. <laughs> you know, where'd you get the dirt from? Something had it. Well, just energy. Where'd the, you're the same thing. You've got to believe in something. Well, I tell you what, our Jesus thinks this is history. He quoted more out of the book of Genesis. Of course, he was there, you know, than any other book. You rip Genesis up, you know, you can just rip Jesus away because he's just another big liar. But that's, we know it's not true. Okay, everybody descended from Adam. Okay, but anyway, if you notice, we're looking at Genesis chapter 15. Well, that's not very far from Genesis chapter 1. Let me go to Genesis chapter 2 just a minute and point out something. No, Genesis 3, excuse me. Oh, uh, Genesis chapter 3. Because this book is just full of just bold-faced lies. I mean, can you believe that? Okay, so they get uh, expelled out of the garden, Genesis chapter 3. Then the Lord said, now that the man has become as we are, knowing good from bad. Hello, ain't we that way? We know now. What if he eats the, tree from the fruit, eats the fruit from the tree of life and lives forever? So the Lord banished him forever from the garden of Eden and sent him out to farm the ground from which he had been taken. Thus God expelled him and placed mighty angels on the east of the Garden of Eden, okay, so you know where you're at, uh, to guard the entrance of the Tree of Life. Now look at this. Oh, excuse me. Oh, where did I get to? Oh, I, I was wanting 20, but we'll back up. So just before he said that, he said, the man named his wife Eve. This is a book of lies. Just lies. Come on. If they just knew a little bit about science. Yeah. What do you mean? This is the starting point. He named his wife Eve. Now, you know, the word Adam means son of God, okay? Okay. He named his wife Eve, meaning the life-giving one. For, he said, just for a marker, because we believe in Evelyn, just, just, to, just to get our, you know, it's mythological. No, it wasn't. I know the name of my first golden retriever, Charlotte. <laughs> and she had two sets of puppies, okay? I can trail all about that. I had to go to the, you know, the kennel club stuff and all that kind of stuff. Anybody still has their... Puppies, you can trail back. She shall become the mother of all mankind. And the Lord God clothed Adam and Eve with skins of animals, whatever. So too bad PETA, you know, whatever. Oh my gosh, the Lord, I can't believe the Lord did that. History, history, history. It's not, it's not a political book to make everybody feel good. You get good things out of it, but it has nothing to do with everybody's being so nice or whatever. Boy, they got expelled. No, God was just ugly. Did you ever think about what he did? What did Adam do? He just disobeyed. He just bit the apple, bit the fruit. Man, we'd have, we'd have had a fit. I'm going to sue God. <laughs> there was something so serious about that. Remember, in the day you eat of it, you're going to die. Okay, anyway, so if you trail down, and we'll trail just a moment. Here's the fourth chapter. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, Adam had sexual intercourse with his wife. Okay, Eve. She gave birth to, you know, Cain. Look, look what she called him. I have created. Now, how many people have, would think about saying that about their first kid? Well, it's just a normal process. <laughs> this was new for her. I have created. Wow. Yeah. Her next child was Abel. Of course, you know what happened here. You know, these two, one of them killed the other one. Wow. Can you imagine that? And people worry about, uh, worry about. well, man, my daddy was a heavy drinker. And, and my daddy, he was a terrible man. And the devil's probably passed down to me. Lord, we're all got the devil passed down to us. Look at this. The first son. I mean, oh, my gosh. Adam's first son was a murderer. 
and First John talks about it, not as Cain, who was a murderer. We're supposed to love one another. So, so that's why wrong believing will ruin your life. You can't just say, well, you know, I learned from Dr. Spock, you know, that boy, my, uh, I probably got a spirit in my descendants. You got a spirit, all right. Come down from the devil. Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. But see, when you give your life to Jesus, you say, Jesus, I believe in you. You've got a new father. Praise the Lord. Okay, anyway. So notice later on, Eve gave birth to another son, named him Seth, meaning, look at granite. As Eve put it, God granted me another son for whom Cain killed. All right, now let's keep clicking here. Uh, let me back up. Just look at, look at this in this same chapter. After Cain killed, uh, Cain killed uh, uh, Abel, yeah. Notice this, these were his kids, Enoch, Enoch, father of Irad, father of Majujael, uh, father of Methuselah. It's a different Methuselah. It's not the same one. And then Lamech. Notice it's five, five down from, from the start. And then you come immediately, look at the fourth chapter. We're flying. The fourth chapter, here's the list of the descendants of Adam, the man who was like God in the day of his creation. God created man and woman and blessed them. Look at that. From the, wow, we just need a point of reference. It was the start. Praise the Lord. Adam was 100 years old and blah, 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 all the way down here to look at that. Noah was 500 years. In other words, he was the son of Lamech. Okay, all right, and then soon, as, soon after that, flood time. Boy, population explosion hit. So here we go, six chapters, seven chapters, they're on the boat. Uh, eight chapter, they're still on the boat right there. And then the ninth chapter, they're on land. Okay, they got out of the boat. Okay, tenth chapter is going to be the Tower of Babel. Look, here's some history. The sons of, uh, of Jephthah, those were, you know, Josh, uh, excuse me, Noah's kids. Anyway, blah, 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 you come right down here, and there you are all the way to Abram. Now, if you back up at the end of the 11th chapter, just you'll see this. These were another genealogy. It's actually 10 more down from Noah. And here's where, uh, let's see. Yeah, Terah was 70 years old, had three sons, Nahor, had Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Okay, so now we got it. So now, all of a sudden, we see the Lord starts talking with somebody named Abraham. So we go to the 15th chapter, and we're at Genesis chapter 15. And we hear today about the promised land and all this kind of stuff. Okay, now look what the Lord tells uh, Abraham here. Your descendants, this constant blessing. He actually started. Say, Richard, what do, you, what do you mean by all that flu stuff? Oh, you know Abraham had the flu. Why don't it, why don't it say it? And Sarah had, you know, Sarah was always sick in her stomach. Why did it say it? Praise the Lord. We just throw it right out the window because we got such, you know, medical technology today. We think I mean, I, some people just believe this so strongly. They go, I mean, I've had them tell me to my face, you know, Richard, Richard's not healing today. It's because we have medical science. They had medical science back then too. People were trying to keep people alive. You know, gee. Anyway, afterwards, Jehovah spoke to Abram in a vision. Look at what this is. What he said. Now, why do we care? Because it's still good for us. Don't be fearful, Abraham. I will defend you, and I will give you great blessings. Now, the King James, flip it to there just a second, reading that older version of the Bible. Let's see, chapter 15. He says, notice what he says, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Let's go back to the Living Bible just a moment. He said, don't be fearful. Now, you don't jump in your Bible and just go, hey, wow, you know, I'm going to start here. You can, but there's a lot of stuff. Look at that. War had filled the land. A big ten-king war took place. I mean, you don't have a king if all you got's a two-man army. You got a pretty good-sized army, okay? Anyway, they had stole. Sodom and Gomorrah was involved in this. They took Lot, Abraham's nephew, who lived in Sodom. It took all he owned. One of the men who escaped told Abram the Hebrew, said, hey, your nephew just got captured. Look at that. Abram learned that Lot had been captured. He called together the men in his household. So in other words, what happened? Well, you know the rest of the story. I'm not gonna... He wiped them out. 
Okay, so he, and that's when he met Melchizedek and gave him a tenth of all the loot. Now, no wonder the Lord says, look, now you've done stirred up a hornet's nest out here, but don't you worry, I'll be your shield. I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. Remember what he says, well, what good are your blessings? Oh, hold on, wait, wait, hold on a second. Let's just focus on blessings. What good are your blessings? You mean we have blessings? Yes, and everything God promised Abraham is yours. Wow. He also told him he's going to live long. That's why it's important to read this instead of just reading uh, and listening to what other people say. Oh, let's see. Let's back up to what the Lord told him here. All right, here's where I want you to see. Let's start here. Then, verse 13, the Lord Jehovah told Abram, Your descendants will be oppressed as slaves in a foreign land for 400 years. Let me guess, what would that be? You know the story. You would have found out in the book of Genesis. Joseph, coat of many colors, was sold as a slave in Egypt. All of a sudden, he's second to Pharaoh. He had a quick shave, remember? Because he was trashed in the prison. Although he was doing pretty good, he, he ran the prison as a prisoner. Took a quick shave, they cleaned him up, brought him before Pharaoh, and he told Pharaoh what that silly dream was. Well, you got a disaster coming your way. But I tell you how to save yourself. Store a little here, store a little there, store a little there, and we'll sell all the grain. And, the, and then Pharaoh said, what better guy can we put in charge than this guy? And anyway, you know the rest of the story. Okay, notice what he says. They're going to be in a, slaves in a foreign land for 400 years. The book of Exodus, when they crossed the Red Sea, actually right before they crossed the Red Sea, right after the death angel, uh, God had killed all the firstborn of all of Egypt's uh, kids, animals, and everything. And if you read your Bible, you'll be like, yeah, roll tide, that's right. God got them back because what were they doing? They were taking God's Israelites and throwing them in the Nile River to kill them. God says, because you're doing that, you're going to lose your firstborn. Anyway. But notice what he said here. I'll punish the nation that enslaves them and they'll end up, look at that, they will come away with great wealth. This is promised land. Not actually hit for the promised land. Right after the death angel hit, the Egyptians, I mean the Israelis asked of their neighbors and they got all this, they had all this gold. They went out, man, they were fully armed when they left. But you'll die in peace at a ripe old age. Now if you'll focus on that, that's the same thing belongs to you. My peace I leave with you, Jesus said. Quit thinking you're going to die young. Yeah, but I, Richard, I, I studied the Bible of statistics. Well, you'll always be worried. And you'll think your number's coming up anytime. After four generations, they'll return here to this land for the wickedness of the Amorite nations living here will not be ready for punishment until then. Anyway, as the sun went down, the Lord had told him to put this, this uh, sacrifice down there. Anyway, notice what he says here. So, verse 18. That day, Jehovah made his covenant with Abram. I have given this land to your descendants from the Wadi El Arish to the Euphrates rivers, and I give to them these nations. Kenites, Kezites, Kamarites, Hittites, you know, the whole list. He said, I give it to them. Now, they knew all about this. The Israelites, they had to have a little uh, refresher course on it, but they figured that out. Now, let's go to the book of Joshua, because here we go. Joshua chapter 1, after the death of Moses. Now, if you'll remember, this is all chronological. Let's back up to the last couple of verses of, of Deuteronomy. All right, notice Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyesight was perfect. He was strong as a young man. So don't give up on your health. I don't care what age you are. And these guys are CrossFitters. That's fine. But they, one day they're going to reach the same level some of us are. And this is what you focus on. Okay? It's not a matter how much weight you can do at this age and what you eat and whatever. Eating's good. Eat what you want to do. But you put your trust in Jesus. Okay? Uh, Moses was 120 years old. Remember, he didn't start till he was 80. Well, the dates and times were off. Now, who told you that? 
Genesis chapter 1 says in day 4 is, is when the sun, the moon, uh, and stars were created, and they were for dates and times. And Sarah was 80-something when she uh, was thinking, actually 90, when she was going to have that baby, and it was way past. So the time frame's right. It wasn't like, well, she was 56, so possibly. Nah, it's reading they named that child laughter because it was unheard of, unheard of. Anyway, so here we go. He was 120 years old. His eyesight was perfect, strong as a young man. Praise the Lord. Glory. I mean, these promises are yours. Look what Moses did. Moses, Remember, Moses did not want to go to Pharaoh. I, I can't go. And God had to say, who makes mouths? <laughs> I'll be with you. It's the same thing you and I have. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go. So anyway, Joshua, the son of Nun, full of wisdom. Uh, oh, let's see. Full of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. Okay, so he was the one that was going to take him in the prom promised land. All right, here we go. Ah, so here we go. Look what happens. After the death of Moses, the Lord's disciple, God spoke to Moses' assistant, whose name is Joshua, the son of Nun, and said to him, Now that my disciple is dead, you are the new leader of Israel. Lead my people across the Jordan River into the promised land. What promise? Which you know the promise. They knew about this. Okay, They knew it. I say to you what I said to Moses. Now, before I go any further, the book of Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4 talk about Jesus likening our lives. It's talking about the Lord in your life and in my life. And it uses the same phrase, promised land. Remember, the, the Israelites got all the way to the promised land. They let 12 spies go out there and look around. And they said, oh my gosh, it is. Oh, it's exactly like the Lord said. But there's giants over there. And we're better off going back to Egypt. Oh. We, and you can make your own little Egypt out of anything. Well, the, Lord, the Lord's good. I mean, yeah, it's, he's good. He'll take you to heaven. But, you know, when it comes to the wallet, I'm going to go back to Egypt. No, you don't need to go back to Egypt. Well, the Lord's good. But when it comes to my healing, you know, I, you know I'm going to go back to Egypt. Because God never promised you you'd be all right with your body. He didn't. We just prayed over Laura's sister, Sue. I mean, I quoted from it. James chapter 5. It says, is any sick among you? Let him call the elders of the church. Is he sick among you? Give this a try. No. It's our unbelief has risen so high. And it's the same thing right here. Moses died. And he's telling Joshua, okay, we're going into promised land this time. Last time. And Joshua was one of the spies that said, we can take it. So he's an old timer here. Now that my disciple is dead, you're the new leader. Lead my people across the Jordan River in the promised land. I say to you what I said to Moses. Well, no, wait a minute. Sometimes the word that goes to me is different than goes to Dustin. No, it's not. We'll get the same. Wherever you go will be part of the land of Israel. <gasps> All the way from the Najeb Desert in the south, Lebanon. I wish we had a map here. In the mountains in the north, to the you know where the Mediterranean is, off to the left. Okay, okay. To the west of the Euphrates liver, liver, River, okay. To the east and all the land of the Hittites. Wow, look at this. No one will be able to oppose you as long as you live. Now, but we don't let that sink in sometimes. If you've got trouble at work, why are you worried about it? David playing on his harp or guitar or whatever it was, he wrote a song and had a, he required them to sing it. It was on the air all the time. Why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your trust in God. Don't let whatever it is rock your boat. And I'm trying to work on a car I got, and I thought, God, it's going to be $1,000 to fix this air conditioner. And all of a sudden, oh, I forgot. I got money. Praise the Lord. I got help. Might not be, before I get done with it, might not be broke in the first place. Praise the Lord. Watch for your miracle. Anyway, here we go. Mm -mm. 
uh, no one will be able to oppose you as long as you live. I'll be with you just as I was with Moses. <gasps> I will not abandon you or fail to help you. Now, wait just a second. We've been reading the Bible chronologically. I just saw something. I just read this a few minutes ago before I started this. Yeah. What did you read? Watch this. Look at the last verse of the previous chapter. There's never been another prophet like Moses, for the Lord talked with him face to face. And at God's command, he performed amazing miracles that have never been equaled. Boom! And the Lord says, I'll do it for you. As I was with Moses, look at that. He said, I'll be with you, and I will not abandon you or fail to help you. Wow. He says, this is, our, this is what gets us. We're the ones that have to be strong and be brave. Now, we don't need to be strong in our own strength. we got his strength. But we've got to say, you know, praise God, God's going to help me. There's been many times I've gone into work or different things I had to face, and I just said, I'm crossing Jordan River. <laughs> I'm going through the Red Sea. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to Pharaoh. I'm going to talk to Pharaoh. Let my people, let me go. Praise the Lord. He said, you will be a successful leader of my people. They'll conquer all the land I promised to their ancestors. See, remember that other, this same group. And he knew them, but all the ones he knew already died off. They all said, no, no, we can't conquer. There ain't no way. Now, remember what was going on in the city. They were looking through binoculars. Rahab was, too. And they were all, uh, they were shaken. They knew they were toast. They were scared. So the devil's lying to all of us when it says, well, you're just not going to make it. That backache you got in your back, it's cancer. <laughs> Who cares if it is or not? You're going to be fine. You're going to overcome. Praise the Lord. Wow. They'll conquer all the land. You only need to be strong and courageous and to obey to the letter ever, uh, every law Moses gave you. For if you're careful to obey every one of them, you'll be successful in everything you do. Wow. Constantly remind the people about these laws. You and yourself must think about them every day and night so that you will be sure to obey all of them. For only then will you succeed. Yes, be bold, be strong. Look at that. Banish fear and doubt. So that's where he's getting at. Get rid of it. For remember, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I remember I went to Seattle one time and it was snowing and there was like this big, huge, it was, and it was a concrete bridge. But it went across, I was going to St. Helens and I never saw a bridge over a mountain so high in my life. And I was the only car and it was kind of scary. And I remember saying this, I said, Jesus name, I'm going across this thing. <laughs> I mean, I was already thinking, what if I drift off? I, go in the name of Jesus. Whatever you fear is, just, you just got to go. And you may have fear believing that God promises all these blessings. You've got to get over that. He gave these. That's why you have the beauty of having a Bible. You can read this and go, praise God, this stuff has been here longer than I have. I believe this. Praise the Lord. It's mine. Remember, the Lord's with you. That's tricky right there, isn't it? Because you've got to do that. Remember. Then, John, remember, the Lord said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah, but that's a different Jesus. That's the same Jesus. Same one. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Abraham rejoiced to see my day. You're not even 50 years old and you've seen Abraham? <laughs> he said, yeah. Before Abraham was, I was in existence. Joshua issued instructions to the leader of Israel, go tell the people to get ready to cross the Jordan River. Huh? In three days we'll go across and conquer and live in the land which God has given us, he told them. Now remember, they were ready to go. They've already kicked tail on two kings on this side of the Jordan River. They annihilated them. Wow. He summoned the leaders of the tribes of Reuben, Gad, half-tribe of Manasseh, fake people. No, they weren't. Half-tribe of Manasseh was Joseph's kids and reminded them of their agreement with Moses. The Lord God has given you a homeland here on the east side. Remember, they said, hey, we like it over here. But now we're going to go to the promised land and help you kick tail over there. But we, want, we like it over here. And uh, Joshua was reminded them, 
So, as Moses told them, so your wives and children and cattle may remain here, but your troops fully armed must lead the tribes across the Jordan River to help conquer their territory on the other side. Well, now I see this problem here. All their troops are going to go over in the promised land, and then the stupid Canaanites are going to raid them. They weren't going to raid them. I'm telling you, you are protected. We just read that God said, I am a shield. I'm telling you, don't you remember the stories? The prophet, they were, uh, it was Elisha. Not Elijah, but Elisha. And he, was, uh, he knew the secrets of the bad guy telling the war details. And he'd go tell the king, well, they're going to strike at you on the east side. And sure enough, they tried to tackle him. And finally, that king got so mad, he says, who is telling them our secrets? And one of them said, it's Elisha, the Tishbite. <laughs> He's telling everybody. So they surrounded the city to try to get Elisha. And his little sidekick went outside, saw all those chariots out there surrounding the city. And he says, oh, master, what are we going to do? And Elisha, remember what he said? He said, there's more that be with us than be with them. And he said, Lord, open his eyes. So he, can, he didn't say, Lord, please send some fiery angels. No, he said, open his eyes so he can see. And when he did, the mountains were covered with the chariots of fire. That's on our side, praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, I just don't believe it. Well, hello, Thomas. Jesus is going to appear to you one time and show you his nail, his piercing. He's going to say, well, be not faithless, but believing. And he's going to tell you, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So here we are. So you promised to go the other side with us, so you better do it. And they did. And then you can come back and settle on the east side of Jordan. But look at that. They were going to leave their wives and their kids. Wow. They were fine. All right. To this, they fully agreed. They pledged themselves to obey Joshua as their commander-in-chief. They will obey. No, we will obey just as we obeyed Moses, they assured him. We're going to follow you to, to the T. You're the boss. Okay. May the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Yeah. If anyone, no matter who rebels against you, he'll die. Lead on with strength and courage. Remember, there were no markers there. We don't quit and read this next year. It's a story. Here we go. Then, right then, Joshua sent two spies from the Israeli camp to Acacia. Now, remember, I'll tell you ahead of time, where they're going is going to be a great, 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 whatever, grandmother of Jesus. And she's a prostitute. I cannot read the Bible. I certainly don't want my young daughter knowing about this. I do. So they crossed the river to check out the situation on the other side, especially Jericho. They arrived at an inn operated by a woman named Rahab. You mean a cave. These people were cavemen. People knew how to build homes, you know. Oh, they just invented the wheel the other day. That's all fake news. Whatever. Anyway. It was operated by a woman named Rahab, who was a prostitute, remember, who was a grandmother of Jesus. They were planning to spend the night there, but someone informed the king of Jericho that the two Israelis were, who were suspected of being spies had arrived in the city that evening. He dispatched a police squadron to Rahab's home. So somebody tipped them off there at Rahab's house. Hmm. Wonder if maybe one of them spies probably kind of enjoyed that place. It's history. We don't care, okay? He dispatched a police squadron to Rahab's home. Okay, demanding they surrender to him. They're spies, he explained. They have been sent by the Israeli leaders to discover the best way to attack us. But she had hidden them, she told the officers in charge. The men were here earlier, but, they, but I didn't know they were spies. They left the city as, at dusk. Boy, I tell you, Jesus' grandma's a liar, isn't she? See, it's history. Well, she ain't going to heaven. Oh, precious is the flow, nothing but the blood. Oh, 
perfect am I to go to heaven? No, you're not. None of us are perfect. He justifies the ungodly. Romans chapter 4, remember that? So don't be so hard on yourself. Realize, man, I need Jesus. I need Jesus all your life. I love it. I saw that pickup one time going down Wedley Road or Mountain Gap, whatever, somewhere in downtown Huntsville or whatever, southeast Huntsville. A little sticker on the back that says, I need Jesus. <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord. We all do. All right. But she hid them. All right. Uh, they left the city as dust. She kept saying, oh, I don't know where they are. If you, hey, if you hurry, you'll probably catch up to them. Liar, liar. But actually, she had taken them up on the roof and put them under whatever that stuff was made of. The piles of flax that were drying there. So the constable and his men went their way to the Jordan, all the way to the Jordan River looking for them. Meanwhile, the city gates were kept shut. Rahab went up to talk to them. Now, remember what she said. Now, remember, she's listed in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 as a woman of faith. Here's what she said. I know perfectly well that your God is going to give my country, not town, give my country to you. See, they already read the, the Egyptian herald. Yeah, Egypt wiped off the map. <laughs> and it wasn't Moses. Moses said, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. We always want to give it to him. Ah, it's, it's this guy. It's this guy. Anyway, we're all afraid of you. Look at that. Everyone is terrified if the word Israel is even mentioned. Do you know that? Same thing if your, your name's mentioned. Man, they are scared in their boots when they hear about Richard A. Dare. If you're on the wrong side of the fence with me. The devil won't ever tell you that. Anyway, we've heard how the Lord, look at that. How did they get that? How the Lord made a path through the, oh, it's shallow water is what it was. It wasn't shallow water. That thing actually happened. And those Egyptians, all of them got killed. The whole war machine was killed that day. We heard how the Lord made a path through the Red Sea while you were, when you left Egypt. We know what you did. There's those two kings. You did the king Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings on the east of the Jordan. Did you notice the word Amorite? Remember we just started in the book of Genesis 15. He says, for the Amorite nation will not be ready for punishment until 400 years from now. What happened, didn't it? How you ruined their land and completely destroyed their people. Oh, thou shalt not kill. I mentioned to some others this morning, I watched High Noon, not the Clint Eastwood one, but I watched the 1951, the stupid preacher gets up there when the, the sheriff's pleading, Gary Cooper saying, I need some deputies. The preacher, well, the Bible says thou shalt not kill, and I cannot endorse anybody in my congregation. Moses said thou shalt not kill, and they wiped out two kings, and they're fixing to wipe out all of the promised land. It's murder. But see, if you don't, you don't catch that, you'll think, well, I guess I'm lay down. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield down by the side. And you're going to let all kind of crazy stuff happen to your nation if you do that. I heard for the first time when D-Day hit, I forgot what I was doing, but I heard it. The radio, when, was it Hoover, Eisenhower? I forgot who it was. He, got, he said, everybody, let's pray for our brave young men. Praise God. Why don't they tell you that? Well, I know why they won't tell you that. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. What a, what a great thing. Praise the Lord. Anyway, <clears throat> doesn't have to be politically correct. We're not trying to be politically We're going to stay with Jesus. No wonder we are afraid of you. Look at that. No one has any fight left over in us after things like that. For your God is the supreme God of heaven, not just an ordinary God. Now, I beg one thing. 
Swear to me by the sacred name of your God that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live. Now that is so selfish. Selfish. Oh, it's not selfish. This is just prayer practice here. Praise the Lord. Let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and my families. This is only fair since I've helped you. And they said, yeah, you're right. You're right. Tie a yellow ribbon around the old. That's what they said. Then the men agreed, if you won't betray us, we'll see to it that your families aren't harmed. They promised. We'll defend you with our lives. Since then, oh, then, since her house was on the top of the city wall, she let them down by a rope in the window. Escape to the mountains, she said. Hide there for three days until the men who are searching for you have left. Okay. Uh, but before they left, they said, oh, hey, by the way, we cannot be responsible for what happens to you unless this rope is hanging from this window. Made sense. You know, hey, look, we don't know which car it is. Which house is it? Your father and mother and brothers, they need to be inside this house. If they go out in the street, we assume no responsibility whatsoever, but swear, but we swear that no one inside the house will be killed. However, if you betray us, man, this contract's no count anymore. I accept your terms. And she left a scarlet rope hanging in the window. See, Rahab married Boaz, I think. Nah, it wasn't Boaz. It was another guy further up the line. Yeah, that was Ruth. Anyway, the spies went up the mountains. They stayed three days until the men who were chasing them returned after the, uh, returned to the city after searching everywhere for them. Did you notice how they're protected? They, they didn't have any trouble. Well, plan B, we lost one of the spies. We didn't lose any spies. Praise the Lord. Then the two spies came down from the mountain and crossed the river and reported to Joshua all that happened to them. Now look what they said. Well, we can't take this place. Dead gummit. Them dead burned walls are so high. There ain't no way. Is that what they said? The Lord will certainly give us the land. Yeah. For all, look at that. All the people over there are scared to death of us. What a breeze. Don't you know when word got out? Remember, do you remember the, 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 the fighting that took place? Remember what they did for a week? They just walked around. Walked around that city. Remember that? And then the last day, they marched around it with seven times. Blew the trumpets. Oh, my gosh. Let's get one more. We'll stop. Early the next morning, Joshua... And all the people of Israel left to KCI and arrived that evening at the bank. See, they're still on the other side of the Jordan. They're not there yet. When they uh, where they camped for a few days before crossing. On the third day, officers went through the camp giving these instructions. Look at this. When you see the priest carrying the ark, uh, what's the ark? Is that Noah? No. 450 feet long. It ain't that ark. It's the ark that Moses built. Looks like the table of the Lord almost. What was in that ark? There's some manna in a jar. Aaron's rod, his shepherd's thing. Remember that bloomed? Remember why it bloomed? Because everybody was ticked off. I'm going to go back to Egypt. Every tribe brought out a rod, a shepherd's thing. And God said, okay, in the morning, lay those rods out. And whichever one is, you know, I'll prove to you which one is from the Lord. And that was Aaron, the descendants of Aaron, the high priest. And it budded. What else was in that ark? Remember the two stones that had the Ten Commandments on it? Okay. Look what they said. Follow them. This is the ark. You've never been where we're going, so they'll guide you. A lot of good stuff there. Remember, that represents the Lord. However, stay about a half mile behind in a clear space between you and the ark, and be sure you don't get any closer. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. See, now we're right close in there. But boy, back then, even we had mercy then. They had mercy. Just stay back. Stay. Remember, it was the, remember the, the Levites were protecting them in Leviticus from the wrath of God. I mean, it was boiling right there. 
Say, what's, what's, what, God got a burr up his backside? What's going on? Sin can't stand in God's presence. He is so holy. He's glowing like mad. You just can't survive it. Jesus died. I remember reading the book of John this week and, and, and Jesus kept saying, <laughs> a few more days you're not going to see me anymore. I'm going back to my glory. You know, I'll have the glory I had before I left. What, what's he talking about? Whew. He only came down here for one reason, to rescue us. It was to die. To die. That's actually what he said. A kernel of corn can't do anything unless it falls on the ground and dies. And that was his reason. Anyway. You've never been where I've been. Okay, stay about a half mile behind. Okay, then Joshua told the people to purify themselves. For tomorrow, the Lord, he said, the Lord will do a great miracle. Really? Yeah. Remember how many people? This is all of Atlanta. Six thousand, six million people. In the morning, Joshua ordered the priests take up the ark and lead, it up, lead us up across the river. Well, he didn't have time to build a barge. Maybe they don't need one. Today, the Lord told Joshua, I'll give you great honor. So that all Israel know that I'm with you just as I was with Moses. Instruct the priest who are carrying the ark to stop at the river's edge. No problem there. It's cold. Then Joshua summoned all the people and said, Come and listen to what the Lord your God has said. Today you are going to know for sure that the living God is among you and that he will without fail. Now wouldn't it be nice if God encouraged us like that to face our problems today? He has. It's our own unbelief and our own distraction. I am too busy. I don't, I don't have time. I, this problem is consuming me. Go back and read the simple stories. Daniel in the lion's den. It wasn't an accident. Darius, the king, when he knew he had to have him thrown in there, he said, May the Lord, your God, whom you trust, deliver you. He didn't say, Well, I sure hope this works out. And of course, Daniel was, the lions didn't get him. All right, here we go. Uh, God's among He will without fail drive out all those nations. Canaanites, Chickasaw, Choctaw, Cherokee, whatever. Mean old God. Mean old Americans brought that bad stuff over and infected all these Indians. Oh, come on. The Indians were killing each other. <sighs> they weren't holy. They weren't having Catholic services over here when, when the <clears throat> pilgrims got over here. No, it's just fake news. I can't read the Bible because there's slaves in there. <sighs> Jesus had to tell his disciples, I no longer call you slaves, but friends. Remember that? <laughs> A servant's not greater than his master. Oh, Jesus said slave. Oh my gosh, I, I cannot listen to the Bible anymore. Oh man. Yeah, you can. All the people who live in the land will soon, in the land you'll soon occupy. Think of it. The ark of God, who is the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the river. No way, we have to, the Lord's not, he, he's going to take care of the promised land, but we're on our own concerning this little problem. And remember, the banks were overflooding at this time too. Select 12 men from each tribe for a special task. What? When the priests who are carrying the ark touch the water with their feet, the river will stop flowing as though held back by a dam and will pile up as though an invisible wall. No, oh, please, we had enough trying to explain to my atheist friend that it was shallow water in the Red Sea. I've got him close to believing in Jesus. And then you start saying the river split again. Man, Jesus walked on the water. Hallelujah. The sun stood still. God created the heavens and the earth. Praise the Lord. You just tell people what the miracles are. Let them deal with it. They're fine. It happened, buddy. Wow. Now it was the harvest season. Here it is. It was like, well, God could do it if the river, the Tennessee River, it hadn't been flood stage. Man, this is flood stage. It was overflowing all its land. But as the people set out to cross the river, as the priest 
Look at that. When their feet touched that water, look at that. Suddenly, far up the river at the city of Adam, wonder why it was called Adam, hello, near Zarephath, the water began piling up. Praise the Lord. Good night. The water be, at this point, oh, let me back up and read it. We're about done. We'll stop right here. Watch this. A little bit. Three more verses. Suddenly, far up the river at the city of Adam, near Zed, the water began piling up as though against the dam. And the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea. See how they got their little fairy tale right? Because, you know, if you look, the Dead Sea's down that way. So the, the, the fakers of this had to put it in there. They weren't faking anything. Then all the people crossed at the spot where the river was close to the city of Jericho. Wow. And don't you know the people of the city of Jericho were going, yeah, you ain't going to believe this. Wake up and look at this. <laughs> we ain't got no more water flowing down. What happened? It's piled up. Do you see that big thing over there? I can't. Give me the binoculars. I ain't believing this. And they're all going, we're toast. And, but you know what Rahab was doing? Rahab's going, Whew, man, how much God must love me. A prostitute. And she's gonna, and the Lord's going to save me. And I'm sure she checked every night before she went to bed. Because it was a couple of days, well, actually a week. She probably checked. She probably had that rope hanging out that window for a week and a half. Anyway, then the priests who were carrying the ark stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan and waited for all the people to pass. Wow. Now I'll summarize here. The next chapter says that when they got on the other side, those 12 men, 12 special guys, took 12 stones out of the middle of the Jordan, went over there on the dry side and built a mon uh, you know, an altar with those 12 stones. And you know what Moses, who's it? What Joshua did? He carved out the Ten Commandments on them, and he put all the Israelites' names on them, the twelve tribes. And then another thing happened. Then they took twelve more stones from here, and they placed them in the center of the Jordan River. Wow. Anyway, we better stop. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that these things are so, and they help us. Praise the Lord. Because you're our help always. You never leave us nor forsake us. And we've known those verses in chapter 1 forever. You know, that as you are with Moses, you'll be with us. We only need to be strong and courageous and banish fear and doubt. And you'll, you'll cause us to succeed. Praise the Lord. So, Father, we just thank you today. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. Hallelujah. No matter what it is, or any kind of aches, pains, feeling bad, or whatever, or any diagnosis that went wrong. And, oh, my gosh, Lord, you'll take care of that. Same thing's true financially. Praise the Lord. Where's the money coming from? You. You're bringing it all. Thank you. And if it's not that, it's something else. It's just some other problem we're faced with. And, oh, we don't know what we're going to do about it. But, Lord, we can see going to the promised land is ours. It's promised us we've got help. So you'll fix whatever's out there that's against us. And we just thank you for it. So that doesn't leave anything left but for us to leave details and other things about how the Lord's been blessing us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Amen.